Know a lot about golf. Well, we're and it is us, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith. The golf cave, the mobile golf cave, has moved down to Bluffton, South Carolina. Yep. Temporarily. Yeah, I'm just outside Hilton Head, South Carolina, a nice town called Bluffton. I am at uh, Berkeley Hall. And uh, the, the teaching home okay. of uh, one other top 100 teacher in the country, Krista Dunton. Krista is out teaching oh, at the okay. moment, and uh, she may be able to join us here if, if she finishes in time. We've got uh, a guest coming up at the end of the show who is a new golfer and some, a type of golfer that we need. <laughs> it's... Again, we're we're very shallow, but she's a, a mom, um, wife, forty uh, something, and she's just now taking up golf. And we're going to talk to her about uh, why and how. And yeah, I think that's pretty suggestion she would have. You know, she's people. she's a mom, and she's decided to play golf. So you know that's great. She's yeah. she's got the biggest job in the world, right? And she's a mother, and uh, she's finding time to play golf. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. So. And it, it may be she's finding time for herself. Yeah, it might be. You know, it's it's something that you can do to get away from that husband and those kids if you need to for a while. Yeah. Find a little respite. Yeah. You never know. This could be a cool thing. Oh, so, hey, that there's oh. a suggestion for you right there. Yeah. Yeah. As my wife used to say to me on occasion, she wants me to go play golf. It's not, you know, they have these, the, the guys who say my wife is, you're going to go play golf again. My wife is like, uh, you playing golf today? Kind of with an encouraging smile because her basic premise is how can I miss you if you won't go away? So she <laughs> likes me to be gone on uh, many an occasion. I think that's very <laughs> the, smart of her to, Get you out of the house. So she it is. And, and, and I have to say, I appreciate the thought on her part too. So, <laughs> but we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to revisit a very important, a very important aspect of this game that cannot be overlooked yet is overlooked by people who should know better. And uh, we talked about it on the last two weeks, and we're going to bring it up again and suggest you go back and re-listen when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't move. There's a number I want you to keep in your head right now. That number is 10,000. We'll come back to it in a minute. 10,000 is the brand name of the highest quality, best fitting, and most comfortable training shorts I personally have ever worn. I alternate back and forth between the cycle and the rowing machine. Let me tell you about these 7-inch interval shorts from 10,000. The shorts are silver ion for permanent odor protection. There's no bounce pockets. They're breathable and lightweight fabric. And there's an optional liner. This is the part I love. There's a liner that is very comfortable and it prevents chafing. You heard me. Prevents chafing. What's the number I told you to remember? 10,000. The fabric feels really luxurious and it's very high quality. I'm going to get you a deal. 10,000 is offering our listeners 15% off your purchase. Go to 10,000.cc, not .com, .cc. Enter code GOLFGUYS and you'll get 15% off your purchase. That's 10,000.cc and enter code GOLFGUYS. 
And we are back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Now, I've got to tell you, we've had a show where, Jeff, you've mentioned shot planning, course yeah. management, however you want to look at it. Strategy. But what you – strategy, exactly. What, what you counsel is to use the word easy when picking your shots. <laughs> I like easy. Two easy shots are better than one hard shot because two easy shots will probably get you to where you want to go. One hard shot may or may not work and just create additional problems for you. Well, the you basic know, premise, one, right? One hard shot, you know, if it's truly hard for you to do it, what are the odds of it really being successful anyway? And that hard shot, you have to think about what are the odds of where this thing is going to wind up. And do you really want to play from that place? Because you might try one hard shot and not pull it off and wind up in a really hard place to play from. So then you've got hard and really hard Mm -hmm. you're facing instead of choosing easy and then easy. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to assess your own situation and your own skills to find out can you really do this if you can great if you can't well now your score is getting higher case in point now when you're when you're making these decisions on your own that's one thing (laughs) yeah but when you're making these decisions as part of a team when you're in a scramble format golf tournament and you start making outrageous suppositions. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like you, somebody's been in a scramble recently. I want you to take into consideration the term, and I want this to become your mantra, easy and easy. I hit a tee shot straight down the middle of the fairway on our final hole. I was maybe 168 yards from the green. One of the team members who could hit the ball substantially farther than could I hit a ball, a drive much farther, but it landed uh, in the right rough, but it was only 112 yards from the green. So, as I'm standing at my ball smack dab in the middle of the fairway, the other guys are over at this guy's ball saying, but this one's closer. We're going to use this one. And I went, guys, the grass that surrounds this ball that took you an extra 30, 45 seconds to find because of the grass that surrounds this ball is three inches tall and it's on every side of this ball. They're right in front of us between us and the green are two very large trees that were probably 35, 40 feet tall. Uh Oh, one of the guys says I can get over that tree. And I said, I've played with you. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> know he thyself. Said, 
he said, you could get over that tree. And I went, yes, I could get over that tree, but I couldn't get it over that tree with enough distance to get to the green. I need to ask a question. Okay. How, how much alcohol was involved in their decision-making? Well, you know, <laughs> one of the guys had had nothing to drink. <laughs> <laughs> he just suffers from visions of grandeur. But I was outruled. Three to one, outvoted. John, just shut up. Go pick up your ball. We're playing this one. Okie dokie. Mm -hmm. Three shots later, we were on the green. Uh-huh. The one guy got over the trees, but again, he fell about 10 yards short of the green. One guy tried to go under. And hit the trunk of the tree. We still haven't found that ball. And the other two guys, me included, put it into the tree. I will admit my shot was rather half-hearted because I knew it wasn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you look at this lie. This is an impossible lie. You look at those trees. You look how high you have to get it, how quickly you have to get it that high. You don't have a club in your bag that's going to do that. Three out of the four guys on this team haven't a clue how to do this shot. One guy does, and he knows that he can't do it, but he's going to try. When the guy says, well, I'll try. Go, Come on. 168 yards was not that far. No. It's we really all had high. clubs that could get there. Right. You know? Unimpeded ball. Yes. With unimpeded flight. Yes. And they chose an impeded ball and an impeded flight. From an impossible lie. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, come and, on, man. That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you're going to be sick, drunk, or just playing crazy to do something like that. Well, you know, but you've said it on this show many times. Can't fix stupid. Yeah. <laughs> But that's that's one thing to keep in mind, man, is that, you know, first off, know, know yourself. Don't sit there and look at a shot like that and go, I could get over those trees. No, you can't. Especially the way you've been playing all day. No, you can't. Yeah, it's not your deal. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't care if you don't feel comfortable. You don't think you have a club that can go 168. You've got woods that can go 200. You've got irons that can go 150. You don't have anything in between. Okay, there are three other guys. Or hit a wood or hit it, hit it on the ground, roll it up on the green. You know, you've got something that will be able to get there because, like you say, it's unimpeded. There's nothing between you and that green except air and fairway. No, no hazards, nothing to get over, nothing to go around, nothing to go through. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You know, this one's closer are is a phrase that probably should be deleted from everyone's vocabulary prior to starting in a scramble because that <laughs> don't matter. <laughs> you know, it sounds a little bit like you took a personal pet peeve and decided to make it a show segment. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's well, what we do here anyway. That's so what we do. Nice, it's nice a lot work. like you do, man. I know. It's what we do here. So nice work. You got yours in. Thanks. 
<laughs> and, I got and one for I the can, next segment. <laughs> and if I can refer back to some of the lessons you have espoused in uh, in some uh, preceding shows, then by all means, you know, go back two, three weeks. Listen again if you haven't listened already. Easy, easy. Yeah. Pretty simple okay. stuff, folks. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to lower your score, you've got to give yourself every possible I don't want to say cheat, but every possible easy way out to do it. And do not set a bar too high for yourself. I mean, we all need aspirations, but come on, man. You know, we've all got to decide, you know, is this going to happen at this moment or should I practice this shot to find out if I can actually do it first? (laughs) There you go. Right. I know you have an aversion to practice, but the point here is, is that everybody else in the audience should listen very carefully. If you don't have the shot, then don't take it on the golf course if it matters to you. Yeah. Like, for example, you're in a scramble and you actually want to do well for your team. Right. (laughs) And if you don't care, well, then just go out and hit it willy nilly. But, you know. Just realize you're going to write down a higher number if you're writing down numbers at all. Yeah. But if you're going out to the golf course and practicing by yourself and just to be out there, then that's the time to find out. Exactly right. Find out if you have it or keep practicing until you do got it. That's what you need to do, man. That is it. But again, easy, easy. It's your mantra. Yeah. Committed to memory. Easy. Keep repeating it over and over and over again. We've got more. We're coming back. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys. You know, I started using liquid IV to hydrate myself this summer when it was real hot here in Kentucky. It was terrible. Sweating, you get dehydrated quickly. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water, and you hydrate much quicker and much better than just drinking the 16 ounces of water. And it tastes great. They've got all kinds of fruit flavors, but packed with vitamins. There's more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana, and less sugar than an apple. Can you believe that? And if you've spent too much time at the 19th hole... It's a great hangover cure. Because it's getting cooler, it's going to be less noticeable when you become dehydrated. So why don't you just make it a habit? One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water, maybe before your round, during your round, right after your round, whatever. Grab your favorite liquid IV flavor nationwide at Walmart. Or if you want a discount, you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code GOLFGUYS at checkout. 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code GOLFGUYS at liquidiv.com. And welcome back. We are still here. Those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith. He's down in Bluffton, South Carolina at a very nice golf course, golf facility down there called Berkeley Hall. Berkeley Hall. Home of uh, Krista Dunton. Uh, golf. She's a friend and she's a, a, a great teacher, a golf magazine top 100 teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, we're down here doing some uh, some filming and doing some clinics. And so we're, we're having a great time. Krista's out teaching right now while I am yapping on her radio in her office. In her office. Yep. So, you know, some, something else that, that we have harped on over and over and over again, and it, it rears its ugly head uh, many times when you're playing with, uh, 
with a with a, in a scramble format where everybody in your group is is playing the same shot or at least playing from the same location. Yeah. And you'll find some guys long, some guys short, some guys left, some guys right. But you can see the guys who consistently aren't aren't playing their game or aren't admitting oh, that's right however you want to put it here's a funny thing that i I've, I've noticed a lot that is the biggest moment that i see frequently of people comparing themselves to others in this way i got a six what do you got and then everybody else puts away their five uh-huh. and they go well, i get my six because they want to hit it as far as the next guy or farther than the next guy, and they want to, and some some egomaniac will go grab his eight. Yeah, right. Instead of just figuring out, doesn't matter. I have a club for this yardage. Take the club that works, folks. And that goes to do you even know what really works? Because on the one time that you flush your six iron and it actually goes 160 yards, don't think for a minute that every time you touch that six iron, it's going to go 160 yards. Yep. Don't think of that it that way. Why don't you go think about what it normally happens with a little smidgen of if I flushed it, it could go this far. So that way you wind up with the right club in your hand to take the one that normally happens. And if you hit it and flushed it, then it would actually go a little bit long, which mm-hmm. is okay most of the time. But yeah. most people, of course, John, as you know, wind up short and much of that comes from when they're measuring their egos so to speak against um the other guys that are playing golf because one guy grabbed a certain club and therefore the other guys have to grab that or less club Mm -hmm. yes yeah there there was a guy in our group we had a shot on a par five it was our second shot because one of the guys was so long off the tee, but we were 189 yards from the green. It would have been great to get there in two. I mean, you know, if, if you, if you don't have Eagle possibilities on par fives in a scramble, you're not going to be the team that comes in with the win. Right. Right. So, so everybody's, you know, pulling out their 180 clubs. They're pulling out their, you know, their, their three irons and four irons and, and trying to get it there. And there, there's, you know, sand traps on the left and a little bit of water on the right. And, and I took a three wood. Yeah. That, you go, That's too much club. Yeah, it is too much club. If I hit it right. Yeah. But many, many times I have hit a three wood and haven't gone any farther than 189 yards, <laughs> you know? So, if I'm short, I'm in trouble. If I'm long, well, okay, I've got a long putt or I've got a chip coming back or whatever. Chances are, though, pretty large green. This club is at least enough club that I know my ball will get to the green. Good for you. And it did. And uh, I don't know if that's old age and wisdom coming out or if it's the fact that I have beaten you up about it over these many years, I think it's taking the the right club. I think it's the beating up part, man. It could be. Yeah. I do enjoy it. So yeah. (laughs) After the, you know, the 18th, 19th time it starts to sink in. 
it, it, it should. I would hope yeah. so. Yeah. You know, I've, I've had that verbal jackhammer at your head for an awful long time. Yeah. About, but I mean, another phrase, you know, we said the, the phrase easy, easy. Yeah. Should stay in your vocabulary. The phrase I can, I can do that should be taken out of your vocabulary. So, so should the phrase I've got that club. Yeah. You know, or I can, I can get there. I can get there with, Yeah, and you know, yeah, my six iron goes, my five iron goes, my four iron goes. Sure. Well, yeah, yeah my four iron, I can hit a four iron shot or four hybrid shot. That's anywhere between 175 and 185 for me. If I hit it well. Right. My three wood can go 180 yards if I hit it. <laughs> if I hit it. <laughs> right. And there's a difference there. I don't have to have that modifier on there. I don't have to hit it perfectly. I don't have to hit it right. I don't have to flush it. I can get it there. And if the job is to get it there, go with, you know, if people laugh at you for using the three wood for a shot that they think is too short for a three wood. Nah. So be it. You got there. They didn't. So there. Yeah. You know? They can think what they want to think, but the results are still there. You have to get it on the green. You know, I would think that it would be interesting to research the numbers of sales that those companies that have the, um, the, the little the devices that you put in the end of your grip or your golf club. Yeah. There's a that, manufacturer out there that comes with some of their sets come with those already in there that measure your distances. Yeah. Because I would think that most amateur golfers would rather not know. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. They want I, to I want, think what they think. I want to live with the fantasy that my seven iron goes 150 to 155, not stops at 138 and rolls. <laughs> so the question I have for all of those people is, um, do you like setting yourself up for failure? And do you like to disappoint yourself all the time? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's essentially what's happening. Mm-hmm. Right? If you have unrealistic and unproven distances, then that means that you're setting yourself up for failure every time you choose that club to go that distance. And the risk is the, the where the ball comes down. The risk is in that. The risk is in that buried it into the lip in front of the bunker or in front of the green because it couldn't carry the bunker. The mm. risk is in plunking it into the water in front of the green because it couldn't carry the water. The risk is really in your ego and your scorecard because you can just say, oh, I hit that one bad. But the truth is, is you might have hit that one normally. Yeah. And normally, granted, it may be bad. It may be short. But if that's normal, well, then you should readjust normal to choose the club that will get you over all of that trouble mm-hmm. because you're setting yourself up for failure. But at the same time, you're also disappointing yourself on those occasions where you absolutely thought you hit it well and you still came up short. And then you're questioning yourself, not just because you hit it poorly. But maybe on that one you hit well, you're disappointing yourself on the fact that you really don't hit it as far as what you think. Yeah. Yep. Which means you're a poor chooser. And it doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, there was a headwind up there. 
No. I didn't notice the wind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's difficult to notice something you can't see, but Mm -hmm. you can feel wind, but you have to pay very close attention to the fact that there is wind. Yeah. The the, the whole idea is to know. I mean, even even the um, the the uh, GPS uh, apps that you can get on your phone now. Yeah. I have one with has has a rather obnoxious tendency is it keeps track for me. I mean, if, if I'm on a hole and I tee off, yeah. it keeps track of how far my second shot is. And after about five or six rounds, it started giving me club suggestions based not on what the club should do, but on what, I have done distance-wise, historically speaking, yes. <laughs> which is kind of like, what do you mean I should use a six iron here? This is a this is an eight iron. The, not the way you've been playing, buddy. <laughs> what the, That's right. The you know what would be funny yeah. is if something like that had commentary along with it. <laughs> yeah. right? We should develop that. <laughs> <laughs> we should call up one of those companies that does that and say, We'd yeah. like to do the voiceovers for you, yeah. these. because come on, man, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. How funny would that be, right? Like eight iron, yeah, right. Hit your six. <laughs> hit your six or hit the gym. One of the two. <laughs> That's what we need yeah. to do. <laughs> I remember you heard me here first. Anybody steals the idea. If this, this is a common law copyright right here. We got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, I think that, that these that things would, are necessary for, for commentary for that. Maybe we have yeah. like, maybe we could yeah. actually put in, in something like that in that device, like an app that when you pick the wrong one, there's this little siren that goes off that's loud enough to alert everybody <laughs> that you're choosing the wrong club. <laughs> like hey, could somebody caddy, talk to this guy? Right, like the talk caddy that's about to, you? It's right. So it's like the electronic <laughs> caddy that's about to get fired. <laughs> I think we have a, a very cool Christmas gift if we can just get it done in time. <laughs> I think so. Hey, we have a guest coming up next. She is new to the game. She's a mom. She's in her mid-40s, and she is an addict, a golf addict. We'll talk to Diane when we come right back. Hang out. We are those who get golf guys. What is a lock? Well, a lock is simply put, a bet you can't lose. And with my bookie. You can't lose with the NBA lock of the season. When you bet on either team to score between the Dallas Mavericks and the Denver Nuggets this Friday, you win. An NBA game has never gone scoreless, so you know this is a sure bet. Place your bet, they score, you win. It's that easy. Get paid Friday, wake up Saturday, and throw down on UFC 267. This weekend, my bookie is also giving all users a $100 risk-free wager on the light heavyweight championship fight between Yablavich 
and Glover Tashira. So don't wait. Head to mybookie.ag now. Not .com, not .net, but mybookie.ag and use the promo code GOLFGUYS and get in on the NBA lock of the season. That's promo code GOLFGUYS. It's a lock. Get your season started with a win and thank me later. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-705-4051. That's 800-705-4051. Again, 800-705-4051. Hey, thanks for hanging and coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. I'm in the studio. He is Jeff Smith. He is down in somebody else's office. We've mentioned that we're going to have a guest for you to uh, to indoctrinate on the program today, Jeff. And, and oh, she boy. has joined us. Diane, who has become a golfer at the tender age of, do you mind saying what that would be, Diane? Oh, I'm in my mid forties. Mid forties. She's an adult. I got to say, first off, and it's going to show you exactly how shallow a guy I really am. But the demographics of golf are 88 percent male, 12 percent female, and we need to get a lot more Dianes involved in this game. (laughs) I'm amazed that you got the (laughs) math right on that. Making a lot more fun (laughs) to go to the golf course. Let me. I love it. The same thought they use for ladies' night at the bar, you know. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things yeah. that I see in in this more women uh, being attracted to golf, it's outdoors, but it, it actually allows them to get a little bit of peace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Life is chaotic. Yeah. And Absolutely. You know, when, there's not that many people around you all the time when you're on the golf course. So it, it affords you a little bit of um, freedom and peace. It's really kind of fun. Diane, what was your thought process? Because you started in June. Did you say, yeah. oh, here's something I've never done before I want to try to do? Or are there members of your family who have done it and you thought it looked fun or what? Well, it was kind of a light bulb moment. <laughs> um, we just moved to this area back in the spring okay. and the neighbors were all telling us about the country club. They were like, oh, you should join. Great restaurant, golf course, pool, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. And so we went and checked it out. My husband was thinking, you know, we can eat here and we can enjoy the pool. It's hot in the summer. He'll play golf. And then I just sort of said, I can play golf too. We can do this together. I can do it. And uh, he was like, yeah, you know, it was like a light switch. And so um, I started taking a few lessons there with the pro and we go out and play together and we go to the driving range and we've just had a blast. I've kind of became a little bit addicted. It, you know, that can happen, right? It, it always <laughs> happens. That's, that yeah. is the one reason either people play or they don't play. They play because they say I'm addicted <laughs> or they don't play because right. they say I don't want to become addicted. I did. I just, I fall in love with it because we're out there doing this together. And there's, like you said, it's relaxed. It's, you're not around other stuff. You're out mm-hmm. there by yourself. We're having fun. We're talking. We're outside the fresh air. Golf courses are generally beautiful. You know, yeah. they're very well maintained. It's a nice environment. And we just have a good time kind of doing something we've never done before, really. And I'm sure Jeff is very happy to hear you say that you took lessons from the pro because way too often, if, if a woman has a husband who plays golf, he will yeah. try to teach her. Which, which is, is 
No, no. My husband, he will tell you that I'm probably a little better than him. <laughs> yeah. No, he would say that. But um, I, I did. I've had some lessons this summer and I want to continue doing it. I have been amazed. There's so much to learn with this game. Your hips, your stance, your your wrist, your swing. I mean, and I'm just, I'm fascinated. I'm having the best time. I mean, literally, you yeah. are using every part of your body when you swing a golf club. Oh, absolutely. Your brain. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm standing there and I'm thinking, I'm doing a checklist mentally. <laughs> is my hips good? I got to think to do this and, you know, and follow through. I mean, it, it really is. It's. I've, I've got great. a thought for you to make that part a little bit easier. Yes. So go through your checklist of those things without actually swinging at a ball at home. So that way they become what you, you know to think about and then you can transfer that into a feel. So that way you can quickly get over it and know you're good, thus taking away thought while standing over a golf ball. Because thought standing over a golf ball usually translates into tension usually translates into squeezing the club and hitting the ground poorly and not striking the ball well and having it go sideways and all kinds of negatives. So take what you're learning uh, about Mm -hmm. everything that you do before you swing the club and go do that at home. When you know that you're not going to swing, then your brain can get satisfied on what it is. I'm supposed to be doing X. So am I really doing it? Instead of learning that while also standing over a golf ball, preparing to hit it. I think at that point, there's just too many things going on and you're not yet settled and ready. Good idea. I'm going to try that. It helps. Definitely. Yes. Because I do find when I stand there and I, when I notice I'm thinking too much, I don't do well. When I can do it without thinking, I do better. I I do notice that. So that's great advice. Thanks. Overthinking is one of the Mm -hmm. biggest mistakes you can do. Underthinking is also one of the biggest mistakes you can do. (laughs) Well, (laughs) generally speaking, you know, one of the things that we find to be very true uh, in golf, if you think, uh, you stink. That's that's a lot, right? I wonder if that's something that sounds familiar. The, the, the pro I talked to that was coaching me, I think he might have said something like that, too. So. It, it happens that way because people tend to, to tense up mm-hmm. and sometimes yeah. they even put a little bit too much pressure on themselves for what they think they're supposed to do at that moment. And you right. can't think your way through movement. It doesn't work. No. How often Thank do you, you. Get, get a chance to go out? I mean, is, is it cl- the country club close to you? Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah, it is. It's not far at all. Um, we were there Sunday. Right. We went to the driving range Sunday. We probably have played 10 times this summer. Okay. And um, I've had my lessons on top of that. And then a few times at the driving range. So yeah. I can give this advice. I won't follow it, but I can give it is just practice. When, yeah. when you're, you're right, you will not new. follow it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I want your opinion, Jeff. I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this has been a bone of contention between Jeff and I for the last nine years. It's easy to learn something if you... If you repeat it over and over right. and over again, right. and it's easier to say repeat it over and over again than it is to say practice. I used to I used to stumble over the word. Now I can actually get it out. But you had mentioned <laughs> something uh, when we were talking uh, off off air about wanting to uh, to play in scrambles with your husband's work. That is phenomenal. If, if you can get to the point where you play from the 
the women's tees or the forward tees, whatever you want to call them, and yeah. can play well, there will not be a free day where you won't have people <laughs> saying, uh, Diane, could you come play in our scramble, please? That is my goal. Seriously, I want to get out there and I want to be able to play well. I want to be good, but I know it's going to take a lot. It takes practice, but I, I, I'm willing to try and I want to. That's yeah. definitely a, a, a long-term goal for me. That That is a, a lofty goal and a very good goal. <laughs> I'm um, going to go for it. <laughs> you get lots of love and where they place the tees on a lot of golf courses when yeah. you're, you, know, if you can, if you can take advantage of that, then you won't have many free days at all during the summer. <laughs> I guarantee oh. hold out for at least free drinks or something. But have you, have you found any, any immediate problems that something that you just can't quite understand how to fix or something that keeps happening that frustrates you? Cause I mean, the whole game's frustrating. We know that, but right. Right. You know, when Sunday I started out, I just kept not getting up under the ball. I had it in my head. I don't want to hit the ground, but I kind of probably do want to hit the ground. You want to get under it. Yep. And so after a while I was doing much better, but yeah, I, that, that some reason I get that in my head. I just get that fear of I don't want to hit the ground. You do want to hit the ground. Like Jeff will tell you. I know, I know, I know. You got to hit the big ball before you can hit the little ball. (laughs) Right, right. And I I don't get down under it enough. And I I realize that. But um, anyway, I was doing better after several times to just keep going at it. Is that a ball position thing or just a fear of of hitting the ground, Jeff? I think that's an individual Mm -hmm. thing because I've seen people with good ball positions still not plowing into the ground right at the bottom of the golf ball on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's as if they were trying to scoop and help and lift the ball into the air. Some have told me over the years that they don't want to, they feel like they could hurt their wrists, right? I'm like, well, of course, if you went two inches below the earth, I yeah, would certainly <laughs> jar the wrists, right? And some just think, well, I don't want to mess up the ground. And that's the, the one where I'm like, okay, so let's use the bottom of the club because it's rounded. And then it's just a thumping instead of using that leading edge, which would be a digging. And yeah. then all of a sudden you're not abusing the ground as they would say, right? Yeah. And those people are, let's say I call them superintendent's best friend. They don't want to mess up his grass, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're cautious people in terms of, I don't want to make a mess here. But when you go to the driving range, Diane, Um, I want you to take a look around and I want you to see that there's a whole bunch of pieces of turf that are gone after golf swings. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I'll say this in, in the way that I say it to an awful lot of my students is I want you to pay attention to the fact that golf courses are businesses and we have grass seed and fertilizer and water. (laughs) We will grow more. You're right. You're right. You're going to practice on is meant to be abused. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember that, Jeff. Jeff said this. You have permission to thump the ground. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. I'm going to remember that. (laughs) Thank you. If you ever, uh, you and your husband ever get out uh, beyond the the borders of uh, where you're living, Indiana, especially in the summertime, is a very nice place to be. Jeff is there in Edinburgh, Indiana. We'd be more than happy to bring you either outside or inside to his well-appointed golf cave studio. Air conditioned. I would love that. Thank you very much. It is very nice there, yes. We welcome you into the fold. Oh, thank you. I feel it. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. Really, I'm so flattered. If 
you, you know, this is how people qualify to get into the fold. They, uh, they like golf. And I like it. Pretty much it. It's what we do here. We just, yeah. we talk golf, we help people through it. You yeah. know, some of our shows are a little bit more educational, infotainment, and some of them are just entertainment and not really informational at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes okay. we just like amuse ourselves and hope other people come along for the journey, you know, that's what we do. But again, uh, we are happy to hear that you have used the addicted word because that is yes. indeed what it is. And embrace it, Diane. I am. I I am. Did you buy just used golf clubs or did you go buy a set of new golf clubs? Did you get fitted or how did that work? Um, Well, well, when I first started, um, I bought a set of used clubs at a a used sports store. And then, but I have bought since then, um, since I started getting lessons, the the pro that's been working with me said I needed a a senior shaft, a men's senior. And so I purchased. I'm so excited. I love it. Um, I've got two really great clubs. I've got a Maverick driver and then I did buy a, um, a Maverick hybrid four. And so right. I love the driver. Right. I yeah. love it. I, I was hitting with that <laughs> Sunday and the, the map, the driver, I mean the, uh, the hybrid I'm, I need to work on that. Yeah. It, I'm good. And then I'm not, it, yeah, I need to work on that, but I love my driver. So those are my good clubs That's and it. I'm going to work my way up. Getting get, get the rest of the set. clubs. Yeah. Yeah, I got fitted for my first ever club about a year ago, and it was a Maverick driver that they yeah. they hooked me up with. And I love it; it's it's oh, phenomenal, but it's great. Yeah, it's but once again, <laughs> hey, anytime you need any 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 advice or anything like that, just give us a holler. Jeff would be more than happy to jump on in. He's, he has some PGA professionals on his resume and a bunch of high school champions and college champions. So <laughs> come on, <laughs> 47 well, year old moms and, and wives, come on and play. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I've never done anything like this before. Thank you for inviting me. Huh. Well, we're glad to have you on the show. Well, you quite, happy as a golfer. Quite welcome. Yeah. And we'll have to call and invite you to come up and play in a, in a scramble with us sometime. You know what? So. I probably would do it. I really would. So I'll hold yeah, you to that invitation. <laughs> I would. That works for us. Diane, thank you it. very much. Just keep on playing. We appreciate you <laughs> being here. Welcome to the fold. Thank you, John. Thank you. It was great to meet you, Jeff. And Good to meet John. you, John. Yep. And thanks for spending some time with us here on Those Weekend Golf Guys. You can find Diane officially Southern Diane Marie on YouTube. If you go to facebook.com slash golf guys or our website, those weekend golf we will have her, uh, her link up there. You can find it and get to her immediately. Hang out with us. So we've got a few minutes yet together. Don't go away. Attention anyone who is impacted by the current pandemic and has $2,000 or more in credit card debt. If any credit card companies extended your credit with attractive interest rates or low minimum balances, and now because of it, you owe thousands of dollars in credit card debt, here's some really great news. It happened to millions of people at no fault of their own. But thanks to a powerful program now approved, anyone with $2,000 or more in credit card debt can cut their credit card payments up to half and reduce or eliminate interest charges altogether. That's right. Our nation wide nonprofit program is helping U.S. residents cut their credit card payments. We've helped over half a million people with their credit card debt, and now we can help you. Bad credit card debt happens to good people. Get free of credit card debt today. 
Call Credit Guard of America now at 800-672-6925 to see how this powerful nonprofit program can work for you. The call and information are free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800-672-6925. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, there it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. The big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text SPARK to 321-321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of new Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help get you back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text SPARK to 321321. That's SPARK to 321321. And we've got some time yet together here, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. I'm still in the studio. He's still in Bluffton, South Carolina. Like the uh, swallows who leave Capistrano every every fall, he flies south for the winter. I get to head toward Hilton Head, yeah. get some bright sunshine yeah. again, green trees, green grass, white bunkers, and blue skies. And a beach. Yeah, I like the beach. Blue skies up above. Blue skies, baby. Bluff- Bluffton is a nice town. Hilton. Hilton Head is a nice town. The, the entire lowland uh, area of South Carolina is is gorgeous. I love the low um, country. It's great. It, and it's not it's not flat. Yeah, it's not it's not uh, Florida flat. No, um, there's there's some topography there steeped in history. With days you're not playing golf, you can go go down to Savannah, hang out in Savannah for a while. That is a great city to hang out. Go up to Charleston, play around in Charleston for a while. Some great yeah. golf in Charleston too. Uh, the Isle of Palms, man. The uh, Wild Dunes. Wild Dunes, a fun place. How Palms. about a few courses nearby Charleston too? I've got a few fun ones. Right. I think I've played four or five in the area. I played Bulls Bay. Uh, I played the Links at Stono Ferry. That's a cool spot. Mm-hmm. I played Yeamans Hall, another great track. And I've been to Kiowa. Oh, okay. I, I can't tell you enough great things about the ocean course at Kiowa. That might be a show in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can go to Kiowa and play the ocean course only after you have successfully practiced playing in a windstorm. Because yeah. uh, there is always wind at the uh, island course at Kiowa. And it's always it, offshore. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah. It's one of those courses... There's a course here in town that I play a lot where it's 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 elevated. It's always a little bit more windy at the course than it is, you know, around town normally. But and it also seems that no matter what direction you're going at, the wind is in your face. I don't know why. Just I guess the wind just keeps swirling around. It's always it's always something. The opportunities to ride the wind in places like that seem to be few and far between as opposed to the opportunities to try to break through the wind. 
but we will, again, save that for a later date. That can be an entire program in and of itself. Uh, just want to welcome Diane one more time to the fold. Uh, if you are a female and you say, you know, this this game looks pretty cool and it's, it's a great way to get away from the, the, the hassle and the hustle and the bustle that is life, go get yourself a few lessons, go get yourself a set of clubs and go play some golf. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.